Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Football represents something we are. Something we are. Football is like life. You gotta push. Fantasy football is about proving that you are better than your friends. Hold up. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Face-Off. I'm gonna do what's best for the team. Where fantasy meets reality. Pure fantasy football nirvana. And now your hosts. Let the games begin. Anthony Servino and Michael Hoff. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the FFA Soft Saturday night. Busy day in the NFL, really, uh, all week. And there's no signs of slowing down, right? Um, I'm Anthony Servino. Follow me on Twitter at The Real NFL Guru. Follow the show at the FFA Soft. It can be found at all the top social media and podcast platforms. And remember, this show is brought to you by BetUs.com one of the top offshore betting sites uh, out there. Not all of the states are legal right now. Still have to go. Uh, that means you guys need a sports book to wager at, so you are not missing out on cashing any winning tickets. If you sign up with the code FACEOFF, F-A-C-E-O-F-F, you will get a 125% bonus match with your first deposit. If you're using crypto, you will get up to a 200% bonus match at betus.com. Again, use the code FACEOFF. We will also put the link in our description or over at FACEOFF.com. So let's start out with Deshaun Watson. And that was the big news uh, yesterday, really. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, really was not indicted on any of the allegations of sexual misconduct on, uh, you know, not enough evidence. Right or wrong, no matter what side of the fence you stand on, Deshaun Watson, by our legal system, has no penalty. What does that mean? Well, we don't know if the NFL is going to penalize him and suspend him. He missed all of last season. They can use that as time served. Maybe they give him a couple of games. And quite frankly, if you ask me, when Calvin Ridley's getting a year for gambling, and I understand that not a great look for the game, These guys who are committing these sexual misconduct and domestic violence, they're more or less getting a slap on the wrist compared to what Calvin Ridley got. So the NFL gave Deshaun Watson an extra two or four games. I I wouldn't bat an eye at it. Um, 
As far as Deshaun Watson in terms of like fantasy football, when he left, when Deshaun Watson, you know, a, a few years ago, when he walked off the field on week 17 of the playoffs or whatever the hell it was uh, with the Houston Texans back in 2020, he was the QB5 in fantasy football, 23.5 fantasy points per game the year before that. Uh, QB2, the year before that, QB5, and 2017 was his rookie year, uh, still managed 24.7 fantasy points per game in seven games played. Deshaun Watson, whether you like it or not, what he did off the field, when we're assessing Deshaun Watson, the football player, when we're assessing Deshaun Watson, the fantasy football asset, if we want to win and if we want to make money, Right? Sports betting, you can, there's Deshaun Watson props. There's going to be futures for wherever Deshaun Watson lands. Um, you could be drafting him in fantasy. Why would you let, I, I get morality, but let the morality land with the jurors and, and let the morality of this whole situation land with the NFL and NFL teams. You don't have to carry over morality when you're putting money on the line to draft a fantasy football team. You know what? I'm going to pass on Deshaun Watson. I'm going to get the next best guy available, even though Deshaun Watson might be the best guy on the board. You're only hurting yourself, and you're only hurting your pocket. And I know that money's not everything. Maybe you're not playing for money. Maybe you're playing in a, in a home league for pride. Regardless of what it is, if you're doing this, uh, you know, try your best to leave morality on the side because Deshaun Watson, the football player, is one of the best in the game. Deshaun Watson, the person, have your own judgment on that. Judge him off the field differently than you judge Deshaun Watson on the field. And again, I preceded all this with if the NFL slapped two, four, six games on Deshaun Watson, uh, even though he was found, not found innocent, but you know, he wasn't indicted. If they wanted to pursue their own penalty on Deshaun Watson, I'm fine with that. No issues with that at all. But that is up to the league. That is up to the, up to the judicial system. And it's not up to us when we're assessing Deshaun Watson uh, from a gambling, from a sports betting, from a fantasy football standpoint. Now, uh, Deshaun Watson landing spots, because there is a Deshaun Watson trade imminent. Uh, there's quite a few teams that will have interest in Deshaun Watson. Who were those teams? Um, you know, we saw the, what was it, on Twitter. Anytime a player, by the way, takes something out of their bio, takes a team out, changes cities, Aaron Rodgers buys property in Tennessee. Oh, he's going to the Titans. Kyler Murray takes uh, uh, whatever he did in his bio. Oh, he's going to play baseball. He's leaving Arizona. It's same thing. Somebody tweeted out that Jalen Hurts changed something in his bio, and then there was a couple of following tweets. Well, he never had this in his bio. Oh, or, or he's from Houston. None of that matters. I, I don't believe Philadelphia is really in the Deshaun Watson market. I believe Philadelphia is sold on Jalen Hurts, and I believe the best thing for Philadelphia is to use their assets and go get weapons for Jalen Hurts. Um, if they did make a move for Deshaun Watson, that's great. But should they? Is that the best for the Philadelphia Eagles right now when they have a really nice quarterback in Jalen Hurts? I'm not too sure about that. Um, other teams that could have an interest, obviously the Carolina Panthers. And the thing with the Panthers is, 
last week, there was a report out there saying that they could trade Christian McCaffrey. Well, you're not going to trade Christian McCaffrey, at least I wouldn't, if you're going to bring in Deshaun Watson, because Deshaun Watson, with Christian McCaffrey healthy, and with the weapons that they have, uh, you know, DJ Moore and uh, Terrace Marshall, and who knows if they're going to do it, Robbie Anderson, but there's enough there for Deshaun Watson to work with, and they have a really upstart young defense to possibly make a run and a terrible and what is probably going to be a terrible AFC or NFC South. So if the Panthers are in the market for Deshaun Watson, it is hard for me to see them trading Christian McCaffrey. Um, Who's another team that might need a quarterback? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could be in the Deshaun Watson conversation. And again, I, I don't necessarily see it. Now, it, it's hard because they've been with Ben Roethlisberger for so long. We don't know how they're going to handle Are they going to try to draft another Big Ben? Or are they going to use the, well, let's go bring one in elsewhere that has a proven track record like a Jimmy G, like a Deshaun Watson, like on a much lower level, Jameis Winston. There are two teams that really pop out to me that I don't think are getting enough consideration in this. Um, Number one, Seattle. Seattle, who just made the blockbuster trade sending Russell Wilson to the AFC West and your Denver Broncos. Um, Seattle, they have the draft assets. They now have a hell of a lot more cap room unloading Russ's contract. Seattle now is a major player for Deshaun Watson. Why? Well, number one, I I saw something, I believe, on NFL.com. One of their, uh, somebody's linking uh, Deshaun Watson uh, to Seattle. I I have to double check uh, who the source was. Um, But I I think there's a really good possibility that, uh, let's see, uh, do I have it here? No, I got to look for this thing. Uh, regardless of who it was, somebody says uh, Seattle's going to make a strong play. I believed ever since unloading Russ that Seattle's going to make a strong play at Deshaun Watson. Again, cap room, um, draft capital. But the number one thing that you have to consider is that Pete Carroll, what, 70 years old? This dude's not trying to rebuild. This Pete Carroll wants to go win now. Pete Carroll believed he can win with Russell Wilson. It wasn't working. Uh, Whatever was going on between the two wasn't working. It got stale. If you plug and play Deshaun Watson into that franchise, they have the weapons. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, uh, you know, certainly enough weapons. Rashad Penny, if he stays healthy, Chris Carson, if he can get back on the field, there's enough there. And and they go make a play maybe at a pass rusher, upgrade that defense a little bit. Tough division, NFC West, but with Deshaun Watson all of a sudden. I mean, we're looking at Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, 49ers, Trey Lance without Jimmy G. We don't know what Trey Lance is. They're all of a sudden the possibly the third best team in that division. And then Arizona with Kyler. Maybe the 49ers are fourth because we don't know what Trey Lance is. So Deshaun Watson of Seattle makes all the sense in the world. Now, the other landing spot that I absolutely positively love How about Cleveland and the other piece of big news, the Cleveland Browns. 
They traded for Amari Cooper. They took Amari from my Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Compensation-wise, they swapped 2022 sixth-rounders. And Dallas also got a 2022 fifth-round draft pick. Now, the compensation is terrible. However, what people need to realize, the Cleveland Browns are consuming all of Amari Cooper's contract, which frees up a lot more cap space. Dallas had already restructured Dak and uh, Zach Martin. They just released Blake Jarwin and um, uh, who, who else? Is and and Greg the Leg Zerlin, who in the biggest spots of the year, Greg the Leg was was absolutely positively terrible. Uh, you know, how many games did they, he cost Dallas because of his leg, see, see that Arizona Cardinals game at the end of the year. Uh, so they moved on from them, clearing cap space. They're trying to move uh, Lael Collins, which will clear up cap space. Dallas has a plan. I don't know what that plan is. Now, they also have to, you know, Randy Gregory's a free agent. They placed a franchise tag on Dalton Schultz. They have to re-sign now Michael Gallup and Cedric Wilson. But maybe they go make a play at a big-time receiver. Maybe an Odell Beckham Jr. Who knows? But Dallas, for whatever reason, they're cleaning up cap space. Maybe Bobby Wagner, uh, who was just released from Seattle, as they're retooling things uh, up in the state of Washington. Um, maybe Bobby Wagner wants to reunite with Dan Quinn. So Dallas is making moves for something. Who knows? We'll find out shortly. Free agency begins 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Can't wait for it. As if this offseason hasn't been outstanding enough. But let's move back to Cleveland. And Cleveland brings in Amari Cooper in a corresponding report Jarvis Landry is also going to get permission, or he has received permission already, to go seek a trade out of town. Uh, so they bring in a, a field stretcher, a, a number one wide out. Um, folks, the number one thing that came to mind was Deshaun Watson to Cleveland uh, after this Amari Cooper deal. I don't fully believe in my gut that the Cleveland Browns brought Amari Cooper in for Baker Mayfield. They brought an OBJ for Baker Mayfield and Jarvis Landry. They brought weapons in for Baker Mayfield. And what we got was a whole lot of nothing from Baker Mayfield. I don't believe Cleveland believes in Baker Mayfield, that he is anything more than he has already showed them. I get, oh, he gutted it out and he played through injuries. We know what Baker Mayfield is, and he is not a guy who's going to go chase a championship for an uber-talented roster in Cleveland. I believe the Cleveland Browns are in the Deshaun Watson conversation. Whether you want to believe it or not, I I I think it's extremely feasible. I believe they're in the quarterback conversation, whether it's Deshaun Watson um you know I I know Atlanta restructured Matt Ryan today but who knows maybe Matt Ryan with the right offer is on his way out of Atlanta he's not the long-term guy um in Atlanta let's face it he is not however the thing that's going to save Matt Ryan or what could save Matt Ryan in Atlanta for 2022 is the NFC South's garbage right um we don't know what Tampa's is doing at quarterback and they're going to lose some players uh, new orleans 
there's a reason why Sean Payton left. Sean Payton didn't, I don't think he really wanted a vacation. I, I think he saw uh, another year of cap hell, another offseason of cap hell, another year with no Drew Brees and no real plan outside of Taysom Hill. We know where that got him. Jameis Winston was a terrific game manager. Uh, Teron Armstead's a free agent, didn't tag him, testing the open market. Marcus Williams, outstanding safety, a free agent. He's probably gone. The Saints are no longer, hey, on the cusp of a Super Bowl. They're in purgatory or worse or rebuild mode. Um, so this AFC South is wide open. Let's say, um, let's say Carolina stands pat. They don't make any moves. And what's his name? Matt Rules and, and coaches purgatory would probably be the first one out the door if they don't bring in a real quarterback. And let's say, we don't know what Tampa's going to do, but let's say they bring in an underwhelming option. And let's say that Jameis stays uh, in New Orleans. I, I mean, if you're the Falcons, why would you move off of, of Matt Ryan? Why would you? You can go win that damn division with uh, as bad as it is. I mean, they're only so far away, and, and the NFC South is wide open. It could be the worst division in the NFL. Uh, so a, a lot of stuff going on. And as far as Amari Cooper from a fantasy football perspective, people, I, I need to see what they're doing at quarterback because if it's going to be Baker Mayfield, I mean, we know what more, uh, Amari Cooper, we saw his splits home and away. Uh, we know what Amari Cooper is. And believe me, I'm appreciative as a Cowboys fan of Amari Cooper, but his home and away splits are staggering. His high boom bust variance in fantasy football is staggering. So, and that was with Dak in that offense. You're going to now put him with Baker and expect the same or more? Absolutely not. So, how I assess Amari Cooper in fantasy uh, hangs on what Cleveland does or doesn't do at quarterback. Speaking of quarterback. There was another one on move at the end of last week, and it is possibly the most underwhelming move you can make if you're a franchise. And, you know, last year I was on board with it because of where he went and what was around him and the possibilities with the Indianapolis Colts. And in the biggest spot in the world, winning in, Carson Wentz, you got the doors blown off of you by Jacksonville and Carson Wentz in the blink of an eye was dealt to the Washington commanders. And this is now what his third team in three years for the former number two overall pick. And I get Washington was competitive two years ago with six wins. I think they won a division two years ago. The defense fell off. And I like Jack Del Rio, defensive coordinator, a lot. And I, I like Ron Rivera a lot. But Carson Wentz, is he that much? And I know what you're going to say. They had Tyler Heineke last year. Carson Wentz is surely an upgrade, is he? I, I mean, do, we already know what Carson Wentz is. And I don't see a rejuvenation out of Carson Wentz, who was extremely boomer busting his own right with the Indianapolis Colts last year with a guy like Jonathan Taylor taking all the damn pressure off of him. Now we're going to rely on Antonio Gibson? Antonio Gibson can't shine. Um, he, you know, he can't shine. What's his name? Uh, Jonathan Taylor's shoes. They're not even in the same breath at the running back position. Offensive line, the Colts are light years ahead. I feel like Washington took a step back offensive line-wise from where they were two years ago. And I like Antonio Gibson. 
But again, he's not Jonathan Taylor. And, and they had, you know, Michael Pittman, Terry McLaurin, interchangeable. I mean, weapons-wise, I, I would say offensively, uh, I would give the Colts an edge because of JT and Naheem Hines. So now we're going to probably go to Washington, and Carson Wentz is going to have to do more, most likely. Um, look at the division. The Giants brought in uh, Wink as defensive coordinator. He's going to terrorize Wentz. Because the Giants have some pieces. We know what Dan Quinn's going to do. We know what Philadelphia is probably going to do because they had an outstanding defense, all things considered, last year. I mean, this is the disaster. If you're the Washington Commanders, this is not a great way to start out the Commanders ever with Carson Wentz. I'm sorry, it's just not. To me, um, Carson Wentz is Ryan Fitzpatrick with draft capital. This is going to be like a you know a year or two here, or a year or two there. I'm going to start. I'm not going to start. This is what Carson Wentz is, and until I see otherwise, my opinion is not going to change. This was a terrible move for Washington. Even in a poor division like the NFC East, I just don't see it happening. Because like Carson Wentz was in the AFC South and outside of, of Tennessee, who to me, they were the number one seed. They were a beatable number one seed, as we've seen. And they had Jacksonville and Houston dumpster fires. And Carson Wentz still couldn't make the playoffs and still couldn't win that division. Um, the NFC East is going to be better this year. I believe it's going to be a lot better this year. And this spells doom for Carson Wentz in Washington. So I'm going to be back here a lot, right? We have NFC, uh, the tampering period is going to begin and, you know, free agency, a lot of reactions, more trades impending with the aforementioned Deshaun Watson and who knows what else the NFL is going to throw at us. Oh, and by the way, what I was saying earlier about the linkage between Watson and Seattle was Daniel Jeremiah um, uh, actually said this. Um, and uh, NFL Network's Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah said that the expectation around the league is that the Seattle Seahawks are going to trade for Deshaun. I believe it's a two-team race between Seattle and Cleveland. Uh, we talked about Jarvis. We talked about Coop. A couple of free agency nuggets here, or rumored nuggets. NFL Network's Tom Pelissero wouldn't be a shock. To see um, Christian Kirk garner $15 million a year on the open market. Um, listen, a week ago, I, I think I would have said you're nuts. But now, Devontae Adams, tag. Chris Godwin, tag. Mike Williams, resigned. Amari Cooper, traded. Four of your biggest available Wide receivers are now spoken for. We're almost certain that Michael Gallup's going to stay in Dallas. Cedric Wilson's probably going to stay in Dallas. Dalton Schultz going to stay put in Dallas. So uh, Christian Kirk becomes a coveted wide receiver with a pretty decent track record. Uh, so is it shocking? Yes. Will he get it probably in a league that's probably going to overpay in a league that you need? You don't need two receivers. You need three, sometimes four receivers. Um, if you're going to make it in the NFL now and win games. Um, so, yeah, Christian Kirk's going to get some money. He's going to get paid. I don't know if I see him remaining in Arizona. However, 25-year-old wideout, wherever he lands, I, I believe Christian Kirk is going to continue to grow as, as a terrific receiver in this league. Another one, um, 
where is it? I had it in my notes. Um, uh, I, I, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I, I saw a note that MVS is going to garner like $10 million a year. MVS, and I love MVS. If you listen to this, I'm the biggest MVA mark out there, MVS mark out there. $10 million a year. That's where we are. Um, you know, field stretchers like MVS who have a hard time catching the ball sometimes, uh, they're going to garner double-digit figures uh, per year in the, in, in the contract. I, I thought that was like, really? I get Christian Kirk, but MVS? But this is where we are. Um, and I don't think if, if he's going to want to get paid that, I don't see it coming from Green Bay. Um, and, and I got, you know, I, I, I did my free agent predictions. I, I did something over at the game, the NFL, and uh, I was the only one to project OBJ to leave the Rams. And I have him going to Green Bay. Um, I, I think it's possible. And, you know, if you're going to try to pay like MVS 10 million, like pony up a little bit more. Go get OBJ because OBJ opposite Devontae Adams. I mean, we saw what OBJ did with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. You imagine what he's going to do with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? This would be the best possible scenario outside of staying in Los Angeles, who, by the way, will be getting Robert Woods back, uh, which tells me, hey, you know, because then it gets crowded and you got Cup, Woods, Beckham, Jefferson. Right, I, I I think the better fit for OBJ is in Green Bay. Um, let's see where we are time wise. I'm not gonna make this long today. I wanted to do some quick hitting reactions and quick takes in fantasy because I'm I'm gonna be on a lot. Uh, hopefully with my crew, my FF face off crew around me. Uh, reacting to everything from the NFL and free agency and fantasy football spins and betting spins. Uh, so I'm absolutely ecstatic for it. A couple more nuggets to throw at you. Melvin Gordon and uh, the Denver Broncos have a mutual interest in keeping their relationship going. Melvin Gordon, 29 years old. I I'm a Javante Williams guy. I, I hate this. I get it from a team perspective, right? Because there's that what if. What if Javante goes down? What if Javante can't handle being the guy on his own? Well, then we still have Melvin Gordon, who showed some flash even last year. From a fantasy football perspective, without Melvin Gordon, you absolutely roll the dice at Javante Williams. Uh, you know, I'm not saying he's going to be in my top five running back rankings. Uh, you know, I have a lot of assessing to do. But without Melvin Gordon there, you absolutely have to have the conversation, if you're being honest with yourself, do you put him in your top five if he is going to be the guy? Um, so, again, a lot of fantasy football implications on whether or not Melvin signs back with the Denver Broncos. It remains to be seen. Um, Melvin Gordon had a $8.9 million cap hit last season. He had scored 20 times. In two seasons with Denver, it's like, where did it come from? But he did it. He's a touchdown machine. Um, and if he hits the open market, uh, he'll probably test it. What's the best move for Melvin Gordon? Uh, if the guy wants to chase a championship, take a shorter deal and stay put in Denver. 
because uh, I don't think Melvin Gordon has it in him to be the guy anymore. Um, you know, whatever he made, $8.9 million, I, I just don't see it coming for him. So if he's going to take any type of a hit payment-wise, I would just stay put, even though as a Javante Williams guy, and many of us are in the fantasy football universe, we don't want to hear that. We don't want that to happen. But we got to keep it real that it is a legitimate possibility that Melvin Gordon stays put. I think that is going to do it for today, guys. Uh, again, absolutely just wanted to, to react to the past two biggest stories, which was Deshaun Watson and um, Amore Cooper, a, a little bit more spins on the, the smaller stories that were bigger stories earlier in the week. Uh, but again, we're going to be coming at you a lot. We're going to be hitting uh, these talking points again when I have Hoff on or Matt McKay or Steve D'Angelo or Austin, my great team here. I can't wait to have them on all weekend for the rest of the offseason to break down everything going on in the great league that we love, uh, the NFL. But until next time, I'm Anthony Servino. Follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru. Follow the show. At the FF Faceoff, we can be found at all the top social media and podcast platforms. We'll see you later.